Hey, it's the Home Medic. You're listening to the series on addicts. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we, as always, help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital and teach you the $10 fixes before the $10,000 hammer hits you. We have Heidi Hansen. I just love joining your show because I learn every time we're together. I want to talk about critters in the attic. That is a good topic. We've and got... <laughs> one, you, one we hope you don't have to address. One we, one we hope you're just listening to for amusement's sake. This one will give you some stories to go home and tell your, uh, your respective spouse or significant <laughs> other. I, we've got some pretty good stories. I was just in a home very recently, last week, where I got into the attic as part of my home inspection, towards the end of the inspection, got up there, and there was a smell. That ooh smell, yeah. right? Yeah, and so <laughs> I, I go looking, and of course you had little droplets dropping as I was uh, as I was getting up there, and of course this being an older home, I think that one was was built in 1896, so oh. it had been around for a while. Wow, yeah, 120 something years. Yeah, and so this particular property it had some other issues, but one of them, as I was getting up into the, this attic space, we had wires, we had hoses, we had even heat duct system that was directly above the attic space. And we don't need to do that. That's, you know, that's tough. That's yeah. something that a home inspector is going to write up. But uh, I finally fought my way through the attic hatch and up into that space. And the first thing that greets me is a whole bunch of what looks like mouse poop. Mm. Only I got looking at it and there was not any mouse hallways. There was no mouse burrows. And then I noticed that this, uh, the, the feces are actually kind of towards the middle. And so then I go looking up, and we've got rafters up there that a bat... <laughs> Happy Halloween. Could, <laughs> ...could hang from. So now we've... Uh, and, and I go looking across this particular area and this particular roof design tees... I go looking over at the T, the other T part of the T section, and that is just thick. You know, there where I am, it's it's kind of like I don't know, uh, maybe a hundred feces per square foot. Oh my goodness! Over there, it's more like five thousand. It was uh. just it was just thick oh. and nasty, and of course there was that smell. And last thing I'm going to do is I'm, I'm not going to go up into that space. I don't need to be breathing that. I don't no, need to be startling a thousand bats. You know, I, I'm just not going to go up there. Oh, my word. And so I, I, of course, wrote that up as one of the high priority issues in the house. The next question from the buyer is, what do I do to get rid of this? Well, you know, it does make great garden fertilizer if they can get it out into the if garden. If you can just talk those <laughs> bats into going and doing their damage over at the garden. Scoop it out and sell it for fertilizer, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Now, another experience that I had was actually a high school friend where she called me up and she says, I've got mold inside my candle factory. Oh. She had an MLM. She still does. It's doing quite well. And she had that business fairly close to her home. And what would happen is they all felt fine at the house. They'd go to work, and especially her husband, he was repeatedly being hospitalized because he couldn't 
handle the air at work. Wow. So she finds out that I'm a home inspector. She calls me over and she says, I think I got mold at my place of business. I'd like you to check it out. So I go toddling over there. And I kind of have some suspicions because I've been around the block once. So the first thing I, I, I notice is I get up onto the roof and we do have some water ponding. You know, Ooh. a little. Not much, but a little. And so I think, okay, mold is a possibility. Maybe that water is getting down through this flat roof into the living or into the commercial the, space. Exactly. The office space. But then I notice what at first looks like little piles of mud. That's interesting. And then I go looking at these little piles of mud, and I see that some of them have kind of a swirl to them. <laughs> and we're not talking the chocolate-coated hand-dipped ice cream yeah, cone, right? Let's just say that it did have a, a resemblance to, to chocolate-coated hand-dipped ice cream. You might need to delete that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm keeping it. So you go looking at that, and I'm thinking, okay, we now I get it. We have raccoons. So I, I'm done with the exterior, and I'm kind of grinning as I go in. I have my my theories, but I'm not telling anybody inside there yet. <laughs> so I go looking at the acoustic ceiling that they have there, and you can see as you look up, you can see these six to nine to twelve inch diameter puddles, and. They thought that was water. Oh, no. It I'm wasn't water. I'm catching this. I'm catching <laughs> it. <laughs> it was not water. It oh, was my word. And so you have people in there diffusing products. You have people in there. You know, some they'd lost some very good employees because those employees just couldn't breathe at that particular place of business. And you would have thought that maybe it was from the candle chemicals or something. You know, That's the sense. what they were thinking. Yeah. I mean, you would think that might be a problem. That was the obstacle that kind of got in their way towards them finishing this particular project of finding out what the problem was. So then I, I go reporting that they've got not only raccoons, but mice that are up in their rafters, and the urine and feces is what's causing the problems. Wow, what a disaster. They, then they go telling me that they had seen these raccoons out in the parking lot, and they thought they were cute. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. You think these critters are cute, but they are trouble. The, they told me about how at least one of the employees had actually taken one of them home to have as a pet. Yeah, really Whoa. don't need to do this. This is why. Now, and, and then in a couple of these offices, they were actually storing food inside the office. Snacks. Oh, and leaving their lunches out and, on their desks, and maybe. And they were sharing the, these lunches with the mice and the raccoons. And I'm sure he didn't really want to know that he was sharing the, his Doritos with, uh, with some four-legged friends. You don't even think about that, but you know what? That is a big deal. Leaving yeah. food around is a big deal. So... To, to put an end to this story, I, I just have to tell you this. They ended up moving a couple of states away. They left about a half million dollars of personal upgrades that they had done to this warehouse. Oh, so sad. And they, they did so, so they could have employees that could stay. Her husband was the CEO, probably still is, of that particular company. And this allowed him to actually go to work, quit yeah. spending his time in the hospital. Wow. Well, I guess it was worth the sacrifice then. That's a huge Yeah, so loss. as you go about talking about the $10 fix versus the 10000 the $10 fix might be don't let the raccoons in and don't keep your Doritos in the corner of your office. Yeah. And the $10,000 fix in her case was a half million dollar fix plus the loss of employees plus the cost of the move. Right. And I'm sure lots of 
trouble in the meantime, just emotional trouble. What, you know, what's going on here? Why are we losing all these employees? Right. It's, it's just not something that a person can put up with to have critters there in your attic. If you find out you got them, it is not okay. Uh, another one of the stories that I have, and I'd mentioned this in one of the other segments, but I, I popped my head up inside another attic and there was an area that was cleared. And it turns out that it was a raccoon that had actually cleared that area so that he could have an insulation-free bed. Mm. And he'd made it very comfortable for himself. And there was a feather there, a couple <laughs> of feathers. The feather. Where one of his last meals once resided. <laughs> this particular raccoon was getting in through the, the side of the house near one of the gable vents. So just squeezing up under there somehow. Yeah. He was good. I had to look for a long time before I could find his, his access. How big of an area was it? How wide of a space? Did it he, wasn't did he it was It was a, just a piece of siding that was aluminum so that it could mm. be bent. And he was just squeezing in through it. You couldn't really? actually see that. Oh, my word. So they, they are that good. So if you got mice, and mice are by far the most common of the critters in a, in a property, I'm going to say it happens at least half the time when I pop my head up there. So if you think you don't have mice, you could very easily be wrong. If, you're, if you pop your head up there and look, you can see little trails on top of the insulation. Or if you also you can look and you can see these one-inch burrows that go down into the insulation so that they can be more comfortable. In, oh. a, in an attic in the summer, you're going to get temperatures up there that are easily 150 degrees. Do they like that? But if they burrow down underneath the insulation, then it's closer to the 70 degrees that you and I like to, to oh. be in. So you're going to see those burrows and the trails, and then you'll know that you have or at least had mice into there. So it might be a good time to get some decon, mouse-proof too, stick up there, call a professional if you need to, right? Yeah, the, the first thing that I always tell people, by all means, call a professional if you like, but that's probably step two. Step one is and always will be eliminate the root cause. Okay. If you've got holes that they're getting into, I have a good friend who had a dryer vent that didn't have a dryer vent cover on it. Oh, and that's a huge thing. We had that same problem, and those make a big difference, those flapped cover. Yeah, if, they don't have, if it doesn't have a flap on, the, the mice can jump, and they'll, they'll jump in that way and make themselves to home. Sometimes in, uh, when I was a kid, the mice were actually climbing up a masonry wall, brick wall, mm. and getting up through the eaves. Sometimes you'll get mice that get up through tree branches that are too close to the property and that allow the mice onto the roof and then into the attic that way. And that could probably be a problem for those raccoons too, right? Oh, yes. The trees by the, by the side of the home. Yeah, and another thing to look at, especially if you've got a stucco home, is that you can have a gap between your foundation and your stucco wall where a mouse can climb up maybe a foot or so and then get in that way. So do you just fill that up with silicone? That's one way to do it. You want to go with an exterior-grade silicone. Okay. And once you have eliminated, or hope you've eliminated, the, the front door, maybe the best analogy is, is the filling tub. If you've got a tub that's overflowing, first thing to, to do is turn off the the water right the next thing you do is you drain the tub right exactly. and so once you've turned off the water draining the tub will be it might include calling the exterminator okay that'll wrap it up for this particular segment you are now master of your mansion even if your mansion is just a teepee in the uh, forest 
If you need more information, you can always go to my website, homemedicusa.com. That's homemedicusa.com. If you need a pro, if you need somebody who I would recommend and be proud to recommend to you, please give me a try. If you need just anybody, try Google. And finally, be you, everybody else, yeah, they're taken. Yeah.